Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. up my name is Jerome if I haven't got a chance to meet you I hope that day will come and right now it's nice to meet you virtually through the screen today will be the last installment of our series the fall as next week we kick off King Jesus and with today the whole theme has been that we just let the world let the things that aren't of God fall off of us naturally just like leaves in this season in Michigan and as leaves fall or they begin to fall the colors change and it looks so beautiful and as we let the world fall off we become the beautiful work of God that he wants and we can't do that but we have to naturally let him do it and as we abide we see that he can do his best work in us but we got to let him and not just assume our fruit is tasting the way heaven wants us to. Because fruits are a byproduct of roots. What's going on the inside of us? We, years ago, created this resource called Get Rooted. And we took a few years interviewing different leaders, church leaders, and we asked them this question. We said, hey, what is a disciple? And what we saw was, you know, people would start to lay out some language and, and, and we were looking for common trends or things that overlapped. How would you know if somebody's a disciple? Well, we ultimately don't know if someone's saved or not, but there is some, some principles that we naturally would see in a disciple's life. Now, each one of us are at different stages of what that looks like. So a lot of times we compare and we tell somebody, well, that's not like Christ. Well, God's sanctification process is always at work. But what we found with all of these several leaders was there was some commonality. And this resource was created for us to think about and walk out our journey, our lifelong journey of growing. Jesus compares us not to a project that will be built and complete in a moment. He compares us to living, breathing organi or organisms like, like agricultural terms he uses or the body because it needs upkeep. Fair? These, this resource has seven roots. I want to read them real quick. Number one, the first one is seed. Understanding salvation, that Jesus was buried for us, thinking about what it means to be saved, to profess him, and then how that cross is worked out in our lives it is a lifelong process. Number two is the source, growing deep roots in Jesus. How do I let him be my taproot, the center of my life? And what do I do to do that? Uh, well, I'm, I'm in his word. I'm praying. I'm communicating with him. And then I'm also then Worshiping, in indeed, song, everything. Number three, this is one that we, we 
I think people see this as optional. You could be saved and not be a part of this, but my goodness, God longed for us to be committed. He did not want spiritual orphans. Number three is getting rooted in the local church, having our roots grow together. There's just no way you can get around it. Some of you are like, man, I love Jesus, but I can't stand his people. Look, that can't happen. We got to wrestle through that. God always wants us to be a part of a team and be committed to a team, y'all. This isn't just like open gym all the time, you know, because commitments, they communicate something. And then they also mean that we got to work through some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to those rooted in their team. And then number four is bearing fruit. Naturally, we would bear fruit. But how we walk with Jesus, a lot of times we think the bearing fruit is how we get into the kingdom. Bearing fruit is simply a byproduct. Serving, sharing, and giving is a few of those byproducts. And number five, this is today what I pray is going to happen, is tending. Staying the course or looking at our soil, getting some weeds out of it, looking at our tree, pruning some things, letting some stuff fall off of us. And number six and seven, these would be optional if you were going to pick some. These don't have to be in a disciple's life, but the, this posture, I believe, is the 10x experience. This can take us from just normal to activity, ordinary to extraordinary. This can take us from uh, addition impact to multiplication impact. And that is humbly submitting and finding a bigger tree. I need a Paul. I need a mentor in my life. I need someone. And it could be mentors. Don't put pressure on a mentor and be like, look, I'm your Timothy and you're my Paul and I need you to teach me every single thing in life. Look, one, uh, the, 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 the mentee needs to go seek out the mentor. And we talk about that in the roots. All of this is at getrooted.org. You can go look at this. And lastly, number seven, a disciple would be somebody who reproduces. <laughs> talk is cheap, friend. A lot of us, we, you know, we talk, but, but, but if we looked, who's following? What are we reproducing? You know, who are we reproducing? So finding someone to mentor. And this doesn't look at people as projects where I gotta, no, it naturally will happen. As we're growing, God will naturally entrust us with groups of people. And I love how Jesus does this thing. He does it through 12. He does it really small. We always want change to happen really big, but it happens really small. He's got 12, he's got three in there, and there's different types of crowds. Well, today, let's go to a form of tending so that we can be the type of life that bears the fruit Jesus longs for. The, today's message is the fruit is better than the fall. The fruit is better than the fall. We need a vision because why would I not want to sin? Why would I want to let this stuff fall off me? I actually, the sin sometimes gives me, it gives me something. I get a release from it. I get some dopamine. I get some type of initial benefit from sin. I, right? We just did sin, but it does not deliver long-term. We need vision that's past just stopping sin, but looking to what we're doing to taste and see that the Lord is good in our own lives and that other people would taste and see that God is good in our lives as well. Amen. Amen means right on. Let's go to Matthew 12. This passage has uh, kept me up at nights. This one has been tough. It's hard to think about because I know what it was like to have a dirty house in the inside. I know what it was like to be filled with sin, that my ever-breaking, waking moment and desire was to go live out the way of my master, my master at the time being the enemy, the evil one, and whatever those desires and those cra cravings and just satisfy them. 
to satisfy him. Whatever the cravings are, satisfy him, satisfy him, satisfy him. And then ultimately, I needed a clean house, okay? I needed a detox, a detox. Picking it up in verse 43. When an unclean spirit came out of a person, it roams, comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for rest, but doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from. Returning, it finds the house vacant, swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and settle down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will be also for this evil generation. I've wondered, I've cleaned my house before. And when I've had times when you're struggling and you're like, oh my goodness, it feels like there's seven more evil spirits and I can't do this. The walk of a Christian is never that we'll be perfect, but it's not permission to fill our house with sin. Speaking of a detox, when you do a detox, if you've ever done a detox, if you grew up like me, um, and this is no knock on my mom, she wanted me to eat good, but I was one of the kids that just pushed back. I was going to eat what I wanted. And that was consist of fruit snacks and bagel bites. And those fruit snacks and bagel bites, at some point in my life, you're going to, you are what you eat. And I feel like a fruit snack and a bagel bite. And I feel like anything I've, you know, the burritos in the microwave, the, the 99 cent Johns, the, the, um, uh, what else? It was pop tarts. It was toaster strudels. I mean, you name it, we're eating it. Um, it, you know, French fries, that's a vegetable. And, uh, that, that's just what life consists of. And then when you can finally get a car, we're going out McDonald's, Wendy's, and, and finally got to a point where ah, your boy needs a detox. When you do a detox, whether that's absolute just water, um, some type of juice cleanse or whatever, you get stuff out of you. And when it comes out, it's ugly. Oh boy, is it ugly. It's ugly. Face will break out. Mouth smells like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Stuff is happening that you don't even understand. Angry emotions, so much stuff. And some of the detoxes I've done, well, what's the natural thing I would do? Well, when I was a rookie, go back and eat. Oh man, I just craving a burger. Got all that junk out of me and went to put bad junk back in me. It's not enough to just get the stuff out. The greater point is what goes in? What fills me up? What fills me up? Romans 8, 9 says, you, however, are not in the flesh. If you're in Jesus today, this is for you. This is how we keep our house clean. But in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Jesus, when we accept him, gives us the spirit, period, the Holy Spirit. Now, there is debate of whether there's a second filling of the Holy Spirit and how, do, how does that manifest, but one thing we see very clear is that the spirit of God is in people that find themselves professing that Jesus is their Lord. The spirit of God is in them. And the second conversations, we can continue to have them. But I think one thing that's normative for all believers, and it's important today to put, it, put a stake in the ground and say this, when I'm in Jesus, his spirit lives in me. 
when I'm in Jesus, his spirit lives in me. So when I am in him, it's, if I put the wrong things in me, it's going to quench the spirit. He never wanted me to be perfect, but it didn't mean I have permission to just go live a life of sin. Because if he's really cleaned my house, I find myself at his feet. I'm in love of who he is. So then I'm naturally wanting to tend my life. God, take my life. And we got to be broken and open and vulnerable. And what's so hard is because when we tell somebody sometime their greatness with, 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 with whatever measure of, of uh, obedience they're either mad at themselves about or that they're living currently instead of inviting us into a better, a better view that the fruit is better than the fall. So we got to cast vision. We cast vision to be fruit-filled believers, Christians. We cast vision to be believers that, that are Christians, that, that, that we see that the fruit is better than the fall. Let's continue. You still with me? Come on, continue because we're going somewhere really good. There's an exercise. Stuff is going to fall off of us today. I believe fruit, new fruit, new. There's going to be a detox today. We're ending this the right way, a true detox. The spirit is going to do things you never could today. I can't beat this addiction. The spirit is going to do things today in the name of Jesus. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this age. This age is whack sauce. And if anybody can prove us otherwise, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Look, this world does not have the answers. We're not conformed to the age we see, but we're being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. I'm not a robot. I'm being transformed, renewed into Christ's mind. I want more of how he thinks. I don't want to just clean my house and say I did it with me. I want to, he's the one who, who covered me. He's the, the Passover. He's the, the blood over my life. And so it's natural that I would just let his spirit flow through me. Psalm 119.11, I mean, says this. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Last week, we looked at David's life and his debacle. We've all had debacles. We've all had failures. And remembering that first, yes, we've sinned against people, but first, we've sinned against God. Got to let that sit in. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7. One of the excuses for us could be, well, I don't, I'm going through a lot of tough stuff. And we justify. We justify our sin. There's been studies that say we make decisions and then we rationalize and justify after. Hey, why'd you do that? Oh, uh, and then we, we, we rationalize. Well, I did it because of this or I, and just to bring the, the shallow level analogy of food, something bad happened today or we did something good. So I get a natural reward. I get pizza or I'm just going to soak my sorrows in a big bowl of ice cream. And yeah, the, the stakes aren't, aren't as severe as if somebody went out and was doing some form of drug that they could overdose on. Yeah, but the, 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 the point is the same. When we are pressed 
we, we turn to vices. And it's better to turn to, uh, uh, when our willpower is low, it's better to turn to some shallow level device that isn't going to destroy our family and our friends for sure. But that's not a big enough vision. One of the things I want to destroy is the, the, the myth today that when I suffer or when it's hard, I deserve to sin. And I, look, I'm not preaching at you, one who has authority. I, uh, I'm preaching at us only authority in Jesus Christ's name. Because this is hard. When life is hard for me, I naturally want to justify. I can do whatever I want. And in fact, I might just, God, and we start getting mad. Obedience, obedience is always better than sacrifice. God longs for children that obey his voice. We store his word in our hearts so we don't sin against him. But 1 Peter 1, 7 uh, uh, shows us that, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire. So we're being refined by fire. And what's fascinating about this uh, letter in 1 Peter is Nero is a leader leading so horribly blaming Christians as he lights the city on fire. Killing Christians publicly by lighting them on fire. There's really not an excuse for us because if this is how the early church is talking, it's even more than for us today. Jesus said we would do greater things. Hebrews 11 at the end and going into Hebrews 12 reminds us that all of the people in the faith, they long to see the day we have. They long to see the house that we're in. They long to see the tent that we dwell. They long to see the spirit that we actually have. Jesus left so he could give us the comforter. He could give us the power. He could give us the witness. He gave us the spirit from within that we're on the move. So if this is what's being tested back then, then how much more today that the gospel is so good, it's worth all of our lives, no matter what type of situation is going on around us, we're being refined find by fire. So we don't give up today. Don't give up today. May result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're reading a lot of Bible because we're putting his word in our hearts. So now we're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You can say it's so hard. I mean, come on now. Come on. I want fruit, but it's hard. So we're killing the myth that when it's hard, I deserve to sin. And another passage that shows that is concerning this, verse eight, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. This is a messenger of Satan, thorn in the flesh, that Paul, who's writing the most books in the Bible, who was a, the, he was Saul, who was persecuting and killing Christians. Here, he, he's seen the moves of the power of God everywhere in his life. And here he's asking God, man, I have this thorn in my flesh, this messenger of Satan. There's something bothering him, something that is so difficult that he's asking God, please, will you take it away? Because a lot of times we're like, please take the pain away. And if you don't take the pain away, okay, well, I'm gonna. Verse nine says, but he said to me, this is what God said to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. 
Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses. Yeah. So that Christ's power may reside in me. Friend, it's okay to tell each other what we're weak in. Because that's the road to power. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults and hardships, persecutions and in the difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Weakness is a position of our lives to still bear fruit. If you feel weak, you're in great company. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. So whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. Because you might say, I don't feel weak today, Pastor. I don't feel weak. If I've seen one verse play out in my life, it's this. Anytime I think I'm strong, be careful. (laughs) Be careful. Verse 13. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. The devil has got no new tricks. Every single one of us are tempted in all the same ways. And it's, it's, it is a little, uh, it's mean when we start to tell people they don't understand. They might not understand specifically, but you also don't understand what they're going through too. So it's both and. Satan's tempting all of humanity. But, here we go. The fruit is better than the fall, but God is faithful. He will not allow it you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. In the midst of every temptation, this takes us, we're renewing our minds right now. In the midst of every temptation, in the midst of every time that we either think we're strong or we're weak and we're being tempted, no matter where we're at in the spectrum, God's always providing a way out and he's never endorsing our sin. Never. And that's good because it starts to provide healthy framework for me. He's not condemning me in my sin. Remember, look, I'm already in. I'm a child of God. The faithfulness of God triumphs the fall. If God says David's a man after his own heart, he can deal with our debacles. He can deal with our failures. He can deal with our ongoing issues because we have a good dad that we don't run from and say, hey, dad, I can't tell you what's going on, but we run to and we ask him, hey, dad, where's a way out of this situation? And there's been so many moments where I've chosen sin and he still provided a way out even after, but there were so many moments as I'd look back, there was hindsight. He was providing ways out. Like, get out. There was a text or there was a moment or there was somebody and they looked up and we got to get out. Just get out. All right, we're going to do some surgery. You ready? Let's get some detox. I'm making an assumption that at this point, we are all saying, okay, I want fruit. I don't want failure. I want fruit. I don't want sin. Well, let's do a detox then. Galatians 5, let's look at the spirit versus the flesh. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are obvious. And church, we've done a very poor job because this is what we've told people. We were like, it's obvious your sin. (laughs) This is actually written written to a church, supposed to be 
in this is like this home group type stuff that we're in a safe place. Uh, so how we communicate and what we communicate is very important with the same grace that we'd expect somebody to give us. But nevertheless, let's call out some of the obvious sins. Sexual immorality, obvious. Moral impurity, obvious. Promiscuity, obvious. Adultery, obvious. Sorcery, obvious. Hatred, strife, jealousy, obvious. Sin, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions. Anger? Selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Just, just miscellaneous. It's obvious sin. We need to get it out. I'm warning you about these things as I've warned you before. That those who practice is really important. Practice is different than a moment. Practice is where like, yeah, way of life, I don't care. I don't care. There's no God. There's no one I have to answer to. And as Jesus followers, we believe there is Jesus is Savior, but he's also what? Lord. And that's beautiful. I'm warning you about these things as I've warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Can we lose our salvation? Those are separate topics for another day. But I will say this, God doesn't lose one that's his. But if we're just going on practicing, were we ever his? Verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit, here, here's where we go. Here's the vision, the fruit. Okay, I don't want the sin. I don't want the fall. I don't want those things. I want, this, I want all the obvious things of the flesh to fall off. So here, now, what do we put in? Do we go back and eat a cheeseburger? Do we go back? How do we keep our house clean? This is how we keep our house clean. We just let the Spirit of God have free reign. You get free reign of this house. You get full control. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Here's what we're going to do. There's two things. We're going to detox the flesh. We're going to kill it. We're going to cut some stuff out. But we're going to give the spirit free reign. So the fruit of the spirit of heaven can come in us. Torian, will you come up and kind of, you know, play some keys? And I believe... Um, just the spirit of God. I believe the spirit of God is so powerful that no matter what our weakness is, no matter what our battle is today, um, God's grace is sufficient. His faithfulness can do it. I think sometimes he's just wanting us to admit we need help. Like, hey God, I'm, I'm, I'm weak. 
not in the back of our mind. It's like, okay, hey, I'm going to tell you this, but I'm still going to go do this. But today, like truly, truly saying, hey, God, no, you have, you have, you have free reign. You have free reign to crucify some stuff. Because my house, if I clean it in my own ability, it's going to get seven times worse eventually anyways. But when you clean this house, and you're the keeper of this house, it stays clean. And God's mercies are new every morning. He's not condemning you for last night. He's not condemning you for last week. But let's not sear our conscience and our conviction. Conviction's a miracle. Ongoing repentance or tending to stay the course is a miracle. It's a miracle. The fact that we care is a miracle. It's a miracle. Maybe get in a, a safe spot, close your eyes, wherever you're at. Uh, I'm going to kind of just do an exercise. We're going to ask the Lord, the, you know, Dr. Jesus, to get some stuff out of us, detox us. Just detox us. God, today we pray that you'll kill the flesh in us that has sexual sin. Will you just get it out of it? Get it out of us. Show us a better vision. Just get it out of us today, God. God, we pray where there's moral impurity, there's there's this uh, emotional, um, uh, maybe just nonstop garbage that is accumulating in our lives. God, we pray that we would we would just kill it today. Just kill it. God, we pray that you'll kill promiscuity. God, you'll cut it out. God, idolatry that that anything that stands in the way of you, anything that's taking place of you, as as simple as a movie, as as deep as somebody worshiping a false God today, whatever it is, cut it out, God. God, we pray that you'll cut out sorcery from us, looking to other forms that, that are outside of, 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 your, of your divine nature. God, the hatreds, will you kill it out of us? Cut it out of us right now. Strife, this one, strife, come on, strife, the way it's hurting one another. We're fighting one another. Just kill it now, cut it out of us. God, jealousy. That one speaks to a lot of us. Jealousy. God, cut it out of us. Outburst of anger. God, cut it out. Let it fall today. Let it fall. These outbursts of anger. God, cut out selfish ambitions today. Cut it out. Anything that is about self. Help us think of selfless. Cut it out today. Dissensions and factions, cut it out today. Envy, drunkenness, cut it out today in the name of Jesus, we pray. Carousing and anything similar, God, whatever the issues are, we pray that you'll cut it out. You're the only one that can fill us up. And God, as you're cleaning some houses, you know what he's doing? He's cleaning house right now. He's cleaning some houses. He's cleaning some houses. And now we're like, oh, I'm vulnerable. I'm on the operating table. We got all this stuff cut out. It's like, oh my goodness. You see the pieces everywhere. I uh, I have this uh, like scar on my arm. I don't know if you can see it. It's right here. And uh, when I was 13, it was this big mole. And we went into the doctor and and they, 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 they were like, hey, whoa, that's pretty big. And they in the moment I had good insurance or whatever they, they convinced me and my mom hey we should cut it out right now right now yeah cut it out right now we got to make sure we get enough to make sure we can send it off to the lab that if it is bad we got enough of it but if it's not bad we'll find out if it's benign later the results came in it was benign grateful for that but I remember they took out a lot 
Like they took out a lot. So much so they got it all numb. They do all these stitches around it. And then I'm awake for it. And if you ever hear flesh getting cut, I mean, Jesus, Pete's, Jesus was, his flesh was destroyed for us so we can handle this for a moment. I know it makes some of us weak, but when you, when flesh gets cut, it sounded like paper ripping. It was like, I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's your skin. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then I look over and there's this big piece of flesh on the table. I'm like, what in the world was that? It looks like two big pieces of bubble gum. It was my flesh that he was cutting out to make sure he got it all out. God is cutting some stuff out of us today. He's cutting it out and it is messy. It is gross. It is yucky. And he had to numb us up. He had to get us down. He had to push you down right now. He had to push you down. He wants to keep you there. You're like, oh my God, I'm exposed. This is horrible. I'm, not, I'm hearing the cut. Yeah, yeah. But here's what he wants to do right now. Dr. Jesus wants the fruit of the spirit to then come in, enter in. And so Father, God, I pray right now where the cuts took place, I pray that the fruit of love, <laughs> the fruit of joy, not happiness on what's happening, God, just joy, the joy set before us, God, the joy, whatever it is, just like you, the cross, that we would have joy today, like you. Father God, that the spirit of peace, the spirit of patience, that kindness would grow in us, have full reign in this house. Goodness in this house, fill us up. You're the only one faithfulness, that we would be faithful, people that are faithful. Gentleness. God, help us be gentle. And lastly, God, that the fruit of the Spirit would give us self-control. Virginia, if you'd come back up, I I think the, the Lord's doing a great work in us right now where the fruit that the spirit is in is overtaking all of the root systems in our life all of the places that were cut out and it's filling us up better better and our roots are when our roots grip or when the storm hits where do our roots grip in the storms that will come in the future our roots are getting stronger so we're going to be like a palm tree palm tree that we can withstand hurricanes and bounce back up because the fruit is in us the fruit of the spirit is in us. The fall of all this stuff off so that the fruit is better than the fall. So let's sing. Come on, you're the only one. I think the Lord's just asking us to, to just press into this moment right now. Press in. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.